Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Monday, it is September 16th, it's 2019, and we have seven baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by Kyle Murray. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing pretty good, man. You know, another another Monday. Uh, good to have football back in the full swing of things, so I'm excited to, uh, you know, get back with this early week baseball. I'm much, I'm much more excited about the baseball slate today than the football game that's going to happen tonight. Like, I was excited about that football game, and then, like, the Sam Darno. Bell, all that stuff started to pop up and it's like oh that game's gonna be a snooze fest like you know Cleveland you're welcome after a terrible week one they're gonna bounce right back here so uh, I'm much more excited about baseball but um, I'll be honest like this baseball slate is is it's kind of interesting too because it's not like there's a clear-cut build from when I was messing around with stuff before we got started so gonna the think tank is gonna have to be there for this baseball slate yeah, definitely. I'm really excited about it. And uh, you know, for the for the football game, the Greg Williams versus the uh, Browns thing could be interesting. So maybe that'll be something to tune into. But other than that, whatever. Either way, we have a really good baseball slate, so it should be a good day. If you guys haven't checked out our sponsor, make sure you head on over there. Check them out. It is fantasydraft.com. Sign up to the Roto Grinders links, and we get access to Roto Grinders Premium for Fantasy Draft for three months for free. Plus, you'll get any cool promos that we run with them. Um, I'm loving it. I really am. Like I said that, you know, I couldn't wait for football season to really jump back in to play in multiple sites. It's really hard to do a baseball season with a seven-year-old and a pregnant wife. But, you know, I've, I've really enjoyed the rake-free. Uh, I paid for the $50 membership fee. And it tells you, like, my rake-free savings so far this month is $645. So I am $595 ahead. Um, with paying that $50 membership. So I'm absolutely loving what fantasy draft is doing. If you haven't checked them out, make sure you check them out. Um, they don't have their football stuff up. We'll probably talk about that tomorrow or the next day, but they do have a $15,000 home run, $25 buy-in baseball tournament here on today's slate that you can only enter 18 times. So make sure you're checking that out. Let's jump in. We got a lot to talk about here with the seven games. Even though it's seven games, there's still a lot going on. We start here with San Diego at Milwaukee. It's Garrett Richards and Zach Davies. Garrett Richards, we really don't know what to expect here. Um, He didn't throw more than four innings in any of his rehab starts. He's been a guy that has dealt with a ton of injuries over the last few years. Um, Do you have thoughts here on Richards, or are you just going to take the wait-and-see approach? Uh, it's going to be a little bit of a wait-and-see approach. Um, I do think there is some, you know, some value with these left-handed bats. I mean, I know Davies is primary or Richards is primarily a, a ground ball guy, um, so I'm probably you kind of want to wait and see a little bit. But uh, a couple one-offs here do interest me for the Brewers. Yeah. Um, any thoughts here on Zach Davies on the other side? Yeah, I think he's a pretty good value uh, pitcher, especially on DraftKings when you're looking for that SP two, uh, 6100. We talked about it last week on the morning grind, and you know this. Padres lineup just isn't the same with uh with no Tatis so I do think it's a spot to attack uh not necessarily a big a big strikeout guy but you know there is some upside when it comes to this lineup with a lot of K's so uh Davies is probably my one of my go-to uh salary savers here 
Yeah, I think he has to be one of the guys you're looking at here um, because, like, once you get down in this range, you know, you obviously have the two cores pitchers. Um, so, like, just this range in general on two pitcher sites like Fantasy Draft, like DraftKings, you know, you're probably going to end up using some of these guys today um, if you're playing multiple lineups. Uh, because there's not like honestly, there's not like a clear cut top option at the top either. So um, probably going to go more towards the bats um, side of thing today than anything else. So let's talk about some bats. San Diego, you know, they've dealt with a ton of injuries this year. Outside of like a Manny Machado, I really just don't have a ton of interest in this offense in general. Um, you know, cheap guys batting up towards the top of the order against Davies never bother me. But Davies is a decent real life pitcher. Yeah, I'm with you there. I mean, Machado at 4-4 is, you know, a good price tag for him. So, I'm probably with you there. He's probably the only guy I'd really touch. And uh, I do think that Davies is overall the best value play. So, I'm probably staying away for the most part. And then on the Brewers side, you kind of already talked about it. Like, we Richard's really struggled in his rehab starts. You know, he's, he's a guy that's been semi-reverse splits. Um, in the last two seasons that we've seen him, he's been a little bit better against lefties strikeout rates higher against lefties, ground ball rates higher against lefties. You know, we, we know that, but we have no idea what to expect here. So I think like, you know, Grindall, Moustakas, Grisham, any of these guys towards the top of the lineup, the lefties here in Milwaukee, I think are fine. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I do think you can, you know, find some value. guys. like Low Kane's pretty, pretty uh, underpriced. Ryan Braun's kind of the same thing. So there are some guys that, you know, you can find good spots here. Um, and then if, if they get to the bullpen, that, that never hurts. So I do think you can pick your spots here. All right, moving on. we got the White Sox and the Twins. Um, Renardo Lopez against Jose Barrios. Um, any interest here in Renardo Lopez? Uh, no, no interest in Lopez here. I'm really, uh, really on the Twins today, so no Lopez for me. Yeah, like you get these brilliant starts, I think would be the easiest way to say it, from Lopez every once in a while. He is 6,800. If I'm running out 150 teams, maybe, like, I just take that shot just because, like, this dude has 30-plus point upside at 6,800. But it would be large field tournaments only. I'd have to be running a bunch of teams. And I'd have to know, like, I'm going to be heavier on the Minnesota bats um, than I'm going to be on Lopez. But if for some reason Lopez goes out and throws that game, you know, he does it. And, like, if everything's clicking for him, at least I have some exposure to a cheap pitcher that has the upside. That would be the only scenario that I'd start looking at, like a Renardo Lopez. Um, Jose Barrios on the other side of this game, he's 10-2. Um, I don't think he's, like, super expensive here. I think that this is a really decent matchup for him when we're looking at the strikeouts in this White Sox lineups, when we're looking at the pitchers on the slate. Uh, again, I don't think there's like a clear-cut top option up here. I think all the guys over 10K are in play today. So I, I think Barrios is another guy you can kind of throw to that mix, especially if you're liking the Minnesota Bats to give him some run support. Yeah, I'm with you there. I, I think Barrios is probably my favorite one to spend up for just because you get the discount. He's probably in the best matchup, especially for upside. And he's at home. So, you know, historically, Barrios is a better pitcher at home. So he gets that that kind of factor going for him. So I think Barrios is probably the top option for me uh, when you get to the, uh, the higher price guys. Yeah. And, and, you know, we'll talk about the other couple guys that are in this price range when we get to them, but you know, Barrios, the strikeout upside is there. You already mentioned it. He's at home. Um, so all, all that kind of fits for me. As long as the weather here is okay, then I'm perfectly fine rolling out Barrios here. This is a game that has one of the higher totals on the slate too, but it's a lot of, a lot of the Minnesota bat, 
like their implied total is almost 60 or so. Like, I feel like that's why the total is so high. Um, White Sox bats, anything standing out to you against Berrios? Uh, you know, sometimes you can find some power bats, uh, specifically lefties against Berrios, but I mean, Moncada would be the only one that would really pop for me. Um, as just a one-off definitely wouldn't go stack here, but, uh, one kind of, I mean, maybe if you wanted to play Polka, I'm not sure how low priced he is here. Um, but, you know, if he's a cheap guy, he looks to be pretty – yeah, he's dead min price on, on Minnesota so um, or for Chicago. So, you know, I mean, I think if you're going to do it, maybe find one of those two lefties and try to find the value for it. Yeah, like I, I will say like batted ball profile-wise, like James McCann profiles well against him if you want to play that whole batted ball profile thing. But Polka, min salary is perfectly fine as a punt. Um, we used to love playing Polka last year. He was, he was a guy much better than he's been this year. Let's just say that. Oh, yeah. Um, the twin side of things, you know, obviously we're starting to see the twins start to get healthy again. You know, this is the thing that was kind of, you know, banging them up. They were kind of banged up a little bit last week. Uh, Marwin Gonzalez is even getting closer to returning here, but you know, for the most part, we're looking at a healthier team as far as the top of the order goes anyway. Um, what are we looking at here for the twins? Yeah. I mean, if you, if you really want to go for these lefties, you can find the value. It's kind of been the same deal these past, you know, month or two with uh with all these lefties you know castro cave um i know gonzalez out of the lineup but you know he's been in the mix for for a while or you know these cheap lefties who are you know pretty underpriced especially when you when you're talking about cave and castro they do have upside uh so i think that's obviously a good way to go but then you can also go for the you know the higher price guys rosario kepler i mean four three and four five for rosario and kepler respectively that's not you know overpriced by any means so overall i think they're just a really good stack here today no, I love the price on Kepler and Rosario. Um, I was going to bring that up, and I even think Polanco at 4,600. Like, how this build is going to set up today, um, in my opinion, is we're going to be playing one of these top-end pitchers, and then we're going to be looking for a value SP2, and that's going to allow us to get some exposure to cores, plus maybe play, play some of these bats in these mid-4K range. And that, those three guys really stood out to me initial research-wise uh, when I was kind of glancing over pricing. So um, I like the cave call, too. I'm I'm a huge Jake Cave supporter. I think this kid is very talented. Um, so he's a guy that I think that in two years we're going to be talking a lot more about Jake Cave. Washington at St. Louis. Steven Strasburg against Dakota Hudson. Eight total here. Strasburg's a 140 favorite. Um, I think Strasburg's interesting. You know, it's more of a projected ownership thing. I agree with you. I like saving the money on Barrios. I like saving the money on Sonny Gray. But if everybody's going to be doing that and we're going to get Strasburg like 20, I think 20, around 20% on this slate, might be a spot that like I would go overweight just because St. Louis does – they're okay. I just don't think they're the best team in the world either. Yeah, and it does set up for you know, a pretty good contrarian build when, you're, when you go Strasburg because you have to assume he's going to be probably the lowest of the three up top. And then you can combine them with those Minnesota value bats who should, you know, be lower than cores and other stacks. So, you know, I do think it's a it's a pretty good way to go about it. So, um, yeah, I mean, Strasburg's a guy who can get it done in any matchup, uh, despite you know how low strike up, strikeout upside it might appear. So, yeah, I, I like I like Strasburg. I'm with you there. Yeah, and when you look at it too, like this team still projects three lefties with Fowler, Wong, and Edmund. So, like, it still sets up really good for Strasburg. He's much better against righties. Higher ground ball rate, better hard to soft contact ratio, better strikeout rate. 
better walk rate. Like he's just much better against righties. Um, so like it actually, this lineup sets up well for him. So I could see him having a really strong game here. And then Dakota Hudson on the other side of this game, it really depends on the lineup because if they roll out that righty lineup, then I don't, I think Hudson's in play, but if they have like four or five lefties in here, then it's just a spot that I'll stay away from Hudson because his, his splits are very, very, very wide open when it comes to lefty righties. He needs to develop a pitch against lefties this off season because he doesn't have one right now. Yeah. I mean, Hudson's a guy who I've been stacking against this year. I mean, he, he's burned me quite a few times, but you know, he's a really high percentage ground ball pitcher. So that, does really well for him but you know the five sierra and the 4.5 xfip i do think there are ways to think to assume that he can get beat up here especially against lefties you know he's got a 53 percent swing swing percentage and he doesn't really get a lot of misses so you know he just kind of seems like a guy who's going to get beat up here once in a while uh, maybe not necessarily through big power plays or you know, home runs or anything like that so that's kind of where a stat comes more so into play so i think if like like you said if they roll out a left-handed heavy lineup uh, I think the Nationals are in play. Yeah, I like Soto in this spot regardless. Um, you know, ever since we've seen him, you know, over the last couple of years, or, you know, we've seen him just absolutely crush sinkers. And one of the reasons that Hudson is a pitch-to-contact guy is he just throws a ton of sinkers and tries to generate a bunch of ground balls. So a guy like Soto, a guy like Rendon, both of those guys hit sinkers very well. So it's an interesting little two-man, and if I'm rolling a two-man, I don't mind throwing like an Eaton or a Cabrera in there to make it a three-man. Um, I prefer the lefties, but Rendon hits sinker so well, and his strikeout rate so low against righties, against a low strikeout guy. I'm perfectly okay with playing like a fly ball hitter like Rendon. Yeah, I think that's a good call. And plus, you know, just throwing Eaton in there, he's really good at getting on base. So if you want those RBIs from Rendon and Soto, it just kind of makes sense. Yep. Patch it all together. Um yep. Anything here on St. Louis that you like against Strasburg? Um, I was looking for it just to see if I could get contrarian with it, and nothing really popped for me. Strasburg is just one of those guys who I just respect too much, and I think he has very you know, few flaws in, in his game. So I, I think I'm mostly staying away. It's kind of where I'm at too. Um, I don't ever hate a leverage stack against a top-end pitcher, but I don't know if this is the right slate for it. Cincinnati at Chicago taking on the Cub. Gavin Gaussman against Cole Hamels. Uh, no total out in this one, but we're looking at like 8 to 10-mile-an-hour winds blowing in, so I don't think we'll see a crazy total on this game. Um, any interest here in Gaussman? Um, no, not not really for me too much. Um, I think I've just mostly stay away. I kind of want to kind of see how he produces a little bit, um, so I'm mostly staying away here. Yeah, like, it was supposed to be Sonny Gray, I guess. Um, but it's everything I'm reading now, it's supposed to be Gaussman. So that kind of makes the Strasburg take a little bit weaker because I think Strasburg will get, Strasburg will get ownership. Um, I was just seeing if Gaussman was even in the player pool. He is. He's 8,300. I wish he was a little bit cheaper um, because I think if he was a little bit cheaper, I'd have more interest. But we don't really know how deep he'll throw either because he's been kind of working on the bullpen. So. Yeah. Um, this could be a, a bullpen type game too. So just a spot that I'm going to stay away from Gaussman. Um, Cole Hamels on the other side of this game, you know, obviously with the wind blowing in a little bit, it's not a terrible spot, but I've been talking about it a lot over the last month, like his second half stats, he, he's just losing a lot of what we liked in the first half. 
Yeah, and I'm I've kind of been the guy who attack Hamels pretty frequently. He's been good this year, better than he was last year. Uh, and this Reds lineup does have some righties that you know hit lefties pretty well. So I, I think I think it's pretty interesting there. I'm pretty much staying away from Hamels, even though that price isn't isn't really too bad, especially on DraftKings. But um, I think it'd be hard for me to work my way onto Hamels. Yeah, the problem is too like the last time Hamels pitched. He faced like a double A Padres lineup and, and like barely still had a decent game. Like that was one of the best lineups he's gonna see for the rest of the season. And like he's just not throwing the ball past anybody right now. Like, you know, we look at premium reports and we look at, you know, recent trends and stuff on Hamels. And I like I said, I've been talking about it for uh, you know, a month now. And, and like everything is telling me to stay away from Hamels right now. Velocity's down, just everything is screaming. Like, when we're starting to see swinging strike rates go down, outside strike zone rates go down, getting behind an account, like, all that stuff just means get away. Like, stay, run. Um, I actually like the Reds here. I think they're an interesting stack. I wish – I don't think 8 to 10 mile an hour is anything to take lightly in Chicago because if it's 8 to 10, then we're getting, like, 10-mile-an-hour gusts maybe. Like, I'll, I'm going to say I don't, I don't mind Irvin, Suarez, and Aquino here. But I'm really going to default to Kevin Roth on, on, and look at what the weather edge and what he has to say about this wind. If it's a non-factor, I really like this spot. But it's going to be 67 degrees too. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. And even if you want to go deeper, you can consider Iglesias and Peraza as just value guys. You know, Peraza is always a, a threat to steal, steal a bag. Um, hopefully, you know, we'll see how the lineup shakes out. I assume he'd probably be lower. But we've seen him get to the top of the order against lefties here and there. Um, and then Iglesias, I feel like he just – Maybe it's just like a personal thing, but I feel like he always just comes up big against lefties and whenever I stack the Reds. So maybe it's a little bit of a bias thing, but um, his numbers aren't like anything special, but uh, he's a guy who doesn't strike out a lot and he, he's pretty cheap. So I'm okay with, you know, four to five of these bats on the Reds. Yeah. And like, um, I don't think farmers hurt, so he might be in there too. Like he's another um, righty. So yeah, like, It'd be interesting, like you said. Oh, I guess he is hurt. Never mind. I didn't realize he got hurt. Um, so never mind. Never mind on that. Um, speaking of injuries, the Cubs are dealing with a little bit of injuries right now. Like Rizzo's a little banged up. Um, Baez, you know, like this is just a lineup that is kind of weak. And like if it was Sonny Gray, I'd have a ton of interest in him in this spot. 67 degree weather with wind blowing in. Like I don't really love the Cubs here. Like you can make an argument for some of these guys. Like. You know, what are your thoughts on the Cubs? Yeah, I mean, it, like you said, it is a banged up, uh, banged up lineup. But I do think there is some value here, especially with Gossman. You know, he hasn't he's been coming out of the bullpen, so you can't really expect him to go too deep into these games. So you know, the the Reds bullpen is a team that struggled significantly against lefties this year, um, nearly a two hundred ISO, uh, three thirty WOBA. So I think you know there could be some some upside here for these lefties. Uh, the Zobrist is cheap. Uh, half is cheap, so um, I think there. I think there's some you know options here for these lefties on the uh, Cubs side. I think the Cubs are priced like they're facing great today because right, yeah. Schwarber is 3900, Castellanos is 4100, Contreras is 4100. Like Chris Bryant's the highest priced guy at 4400. So like they in in blender in blenders terms, like this is a vomit stack today uh, because of how cheap they are. So little interesting on that aspect of things, but, you know, we'll have to see if we get more clarification on, like, who's going to be the long reliever behind Gaussman to really 
be able to make the decision on how we want to attack the Cubs today. But the pricing, you nailed it. Like, they're cheap. So, uh, we got the Mets. We got the Rockies. 13.5 total. Steven Matz, Antonio Sensatella. Matz is a big favorite here. Um, do you have any interest in either one of the pitchers? Uh, no, no interest for me here. Yeah. I like – when we get to cores, I'm just I'm, – I'm all about – if you don't have any interest in the pitchers, we're, let's talk bats. Uh, let's start yeah. with the Mets. Uh, what do we like here for the Mets against Sensatella? Uh, I, I like the Mets a lot. You know, these lefties here, you know, obviously they make their way into cores and that they find their price up. But, you know, you can find some guys that aren't priced too absurdly, like uh, Brandon Nimmo, uh, Canos 4-9. So not necessarily ideal, but not out of this world. So, you know, I do think I would probably lean these lefties um, and then – you know, you can't really uh, stack the Mets without Pete Alonso. So, you know, I think that's what I'm going with for the Mets. Yeah, and Pete Alonso crushes fastballs. We've seen it all year. Um, Sensatella throws his fastball like 63% of the time last time I looked it up. So it, it, he throws his fastball at a very high clip, and it, it's good heat. Like, it's 94 to 96 most of the time. But Pete Alonso has just crushed fastballs. So perfectly fine with any of the Mets bats here, Cano, all those guys. Um, however you want to stack the Mets, I think they're very much in play. And like you said, there are some cheaper guys here that you can make the stack work. Like I'm not afraid to play any of the cheap ones here. Um, as far as the Rockies go, like it's a lefty. So automatically you have to have interest in Arenado and story. Um, I think they're two of the top plays on the slate, but I think the top play on the entire slate today is Ian Desmond at 4,100 against the lefty. He's absolutely crushed lefties. Like he's one of the first guys in cash lineups for me today. Yeah, I think you you know that right in the head. I think Story's a great play too because he's got that stolen base upside. We know Matt struggles with that. Uh, Desmond just the price isn't isn't quite high enough. So I'm with you there. I think those would be the three uh, that I go with. I probably don't touch any lefties here because I don't really think most of them are good except for Blackman. Um, so yeah, I think I'm with you on on those top three righties. I don't hate like if I'm stacking Colorado and I want to throw like a Daniel Murphy in there, I'm perfectly fine with the lefty lefty Daniel Murphy low ownership at. I think he's like 4,400. So, like, if you want to throw him in, like, your stack or you want to throw, like, Blackman into your stack, Blackman's a little harder because he's 5,400. He's not – you're not getting that discount. But, like, if, if we're stacking Colorado, we don't want Matt's to last out of the fourth inning. So, right. you know, a lot of that bullpen, if I remember correctly, I think they only have two lefties in the bullpen, maybe three. Um, even with the expanded rosters, maybe they've added a couple more. But we're going to get a lot of righties out of the bullpen in, in other terms. And – with Blackman in between Story and Arenado, if they're bringing in a righty to face Story, like they're probably going to leave him in there to face Arenado. So you're going to get a righty for Blackman. So if I'm doing it, I think Murphy would be the guy that I I would do more than Blackman. So just because of the price, but uh, Colorado is definitely the side that I like as well. So I like the game in general, it's just going to be a high scoring game, right? Of course. Pablo Lopez, Robbie Ray, Miami Marlins, Arizona Diamondbacks, nine total here. Robbie Ray is a 240 favorite. Um, any interest here in Pablo Lopez? Uh, I do have a little bit of interest in Lopez. I think it's more of the, one of those um, – Not it's not a stack, but I think it's a vomit play. Um, not necessarily pretty or anything like that, and I'm not you know, going out of my way to necessarily jump at it. But at 5'5", five, five, we have seen these, these Diamondbacks you know, go through spurts where they strike out quite a bit. And I think Pablo Lopez is actually a pretty decent pitcher. Um, nothing to write home about or anything like that, but at 5'5", five, five, I think we can get away with it. He's got a 24% strikeout rate against righties this year. Um, should probably see, you know, three or four of them plus the pitcher. So that, that should help his upside a little bit. 
not a lot of strikeouts in the lineup, but I think the price is okay to uh, to use someone here like Lopez. Yeah, and like you just have to you have to remember like there the roof is going to be open in this game, um, so like obviously that hurts uh, the value of the pitching a little bit. Um, I'm still a firm believer in this being more of a pitcher's ballpark when the roof is closed, and it being more of a hitter's ballpark when the roof is open. And nothing has changed my mind in the last year and a half on this. So um, I like Lopez just because. I don't want to be all in on Davies and I know I want to be in this range um, unless I'm like stacking the Cubs and playing Strasburg and Barrios, if I can make that work. So for that aspect, I like Lopez, you know, or either Lopez, like Pablo probably safer with limited ceiling, Renardo not safe whatsoever with a higher ceiling. So, you know, when we're looking to get off Davies, I don't think I want to play Sparkman against Oakland in the next game. So, it just process of elimination <laughs> more than yeah, exactly. Else. Yeah. Um, I am concerned with Robbie Ray, you know, like this blister thing that he's been dealing with, um, has really been bugging him. He only threw, he threw a 37 pitch bullpen session Saturday. They say it's not a big deal, but it's obviously a big deal. If you look at his last three starts, in my opinion. Yeah. And you know, I'm hoping honestly, that Robbie Ray is a guy that gets attention. So obviously it's, pretty early so we're not really quite sure about the ownership but he's cheaper than Barrios, so maybe he will get some ownership that's kind of what i'm hoping for and it's a pretty easy fade for me i just don't know how deep he's going to go into the game he's not necessarily a guy that goes deep in the games either way so then you add you know the injury concerns so i think it's pretty much a stay away from me and you know he's going to see mostly righties you know they can run out pretty much a lineup of all righties outside of diaz um the strikeout rate is higher against righties but he just strikes out people a lot in general but the risk against righties is just too high for me. Um, so I think I'm mostly staying away from right here. Yeah, like, uh, man, the ownership is one of the things that just scares me a little bit here. Um, with Sonny Gray getting off, like taking Sonny Gray off the slate, I have a little bit more interest in Robbie Ray. But if we're projecting, like he's going to be like 35 to 40% owned on this slate, in my opinion, if not higher. And at that point, like I'll just play Barrios against the strikeout heavy White Sox and hope that this blister thing is real with Ray and, like, he just doesn't dominate the Marlins here. Like, steam stinks. The Marlins are terrible. There's a high probability if, if there's nothing wrong with Robbie Ray, he goes out and dominates this team. So, you know, play him if you want. It's just more of an ownership thing, in my opinion, and a tournament thing. So, um, that doesn't mean I'm going to go out here and, like, load up on Marlins' bats for what it's worth. But the roof is open. If you need some value, um, I, I don't hate maybe looking at the value guys, but the problem is the guys that I want to play are the guys that are like over 4K, and I don't want to pay over 4K for Marlins bet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, if Ray gets up to like, you know, the 50% mark or, or around there, I think it could be somewhat interesting, uh, depending on the lineup that they roll out. Uh, but Castro is a guy who hits lefties really well. So you can, I'm, I think you can find a few guys and string together a stack here. Um, Alfaro has some pop against lefties. But like you said, it's nothing you should really be going out of your way to to get, especially when there's such good value in other places like Minnesota and Chicago. Um, so I think you know overall, I wouldn't hate it for a, a like a leverage stack in a massive tournament if Robbie Ray's ownership is you know through the roof. Other than that, I agree with you. And like if I'm doing it too, it's like a Strasburg Barrios team, like yeah. you know getting the full leverage on not having you know the high owned pitcher too. So taking the two other guys in that range, but I don't hate that idea. It's just, it's the Marlins. <laughs> like yeah. 
the guy I want to play is Birdie. He's been the guy that's been really decent against lefties, but he's the most expensive one too. So, um, as far as Arizona, I don't hate Arizona here on non Pablo teams, just because I, I do think that you know these guys do hit a ton of fly balls and stuff like that, and we're getting uh, you know decent price tags on a lot of these guys. So I don't hate Arizona here. Yeah, I think the the prices on some of them are okay, but for the most part, I think they would just be a, a team like if I was, you know, making a list of my favorite stacks, they would just fall short of, you know, being in in consideration for me, um, especially if I'm going to be using Pablo. So, I mean, if, if you're throwing together, you know, MME, 150 lineups, yeah, sure, I think, it's a, I think it's a good stack to have, you know, a little bit of. But other than that, I think it's something that I'm, again, not really going out of my way for. Rojas is still really cheap. Alex Avila, catcher. I, I like the cheaper catchers. Christian Walker is cheap. Like, there's some cheaper bats here that if you yeah. want to attack, you can attack those guys. Um, last one on the slate, we got Kansas City at Oakland. Nine and a half total. Glenn Sparkman against Tanner Rorick. Um, any interest here in Sparkman? Uh, nope, no interest in Sparkman for me. Yeah, like, Sparkman's a low strikeout guy and facing a team that does strike out, but, like, it just it's just one of those things where if he can't get it by a team, it's not going to really matter. So, um, Chris Davis is finally starting to hit the ball better, too. So, I think that, you know, when we get to the Oakland side, I'm going to actually like the Oakland stack here. Um, I hate Tanner Rourke. I, know, I never play Tanner Rourke, but I actually think he's somewhat interesting here. Um, my issue with Tanner Rourke today is price. If you're playing on a different site and he's cheaper, that's probably where I would, you know, focus. But, you know, DraftKings, Fantasy Draft, I just – I hate the price point. Yeah, and I mean, I'm not really a big Rourke guy either, but I I do think he's pretty solid against righties. And even though he's only going to see, you know, three or four of them here, outside of Mondesi, the only ones you're, you're really scared of is maybe Gordon. Then you got O'Hearn, who strikes out, you know, a good amount. Valoria, same thing. Nicky Lopez doesn't really strike out much, but he's not really a guy you're you're afraid of. So I think it's more like one of those safe plays with maybe not massive upside. Um, yeah, I think Rourke is decent. And like you said, I think he's probably better on sites with better pricing for him. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think I pretty much agree with you there. I like him on Yahoo. I just pulled up Yahoo. Like, I, I like the barrios Rorick combo on on yahoo um i'll definitely be using that combo in cash over there um and probably on my main tournament team just because the pricing and it just it's just so easy to make that work um but yeah like looking at like fantasy draft and DraftKings, it's gonna be hard to play rorick over you know barrios and those guys even over like a robbie ray even at high ownership it would it's still tough because of the, the the upside um kansas city bats anything here um, not really. I mean, if you wanted to do a one-off with Mondesi, I think that's okay. And if you really needed a cheap stack, the, these lefties at the bottom, of the order, I don't really like it. But, um, if you needed a cheap stack, I think, but I, I think I could go with Mondesi as a one-off. I never hate Ryan O'Hearn at 2,700. I do think he has raw power. He's been awful this year and, and Rorick is worse to lefties, a lot higher hit distance and fly balls and hard contact. So like, I don't hate that, and I, I never hate playing Solaire. The dude is just absolutely right. crushing. This is what what we were kind of hoping for when he got called up, and, you know, like, he's finally having that season, you know, 44 home runs on the year. Like, this is a guy that, you know, could get to 50. So, definitely have to be looking at a, a guy like Solaire. 
Um, as far as Oakland goes, I do. I think they're one of the top off the board stacks on the slate. Um, I hate stacking against Sparkman because it seems like it doesn't work as much as it should. But when we're looking at it, it's just a team with a ton of power. Like the top five guys all have ISOs two thirty plus against right-handed pitching this season. Sparkman has low strikeouts to both sides of the plate. This game's in Oakland. They're going to have low ownership. So, yeah, sign me up for an Oakland off the board stack. Yeah, I'm with you. I love Oakland. I think you know Sparkman is a guy who has you know, gotten away with, with some performances lately, but, you know, he still is probably the second worst pitcher on the slate. You know, he's got a, a five, seven, nine XFIP and a five, five, six Sierra. So doesn't really get a lot of ground ball. So he's a guy that should just get beat up. Like you said, some of these hitters that were struggling like Chris Davis, they're hitting, they're heating up now. Uh, I love Matt Olson here and uh, he's probably one of my favorite plays on the slate. And like you said, they're going to be extremely low on just because of where they, where they're playing. Yep, like the Olsen call. And, uh, again, like Seth Brown, ever since he got called up, he's had power. He's cheap. Um, I think he's cheap. Yeah, he's like 3,400. Like a lot of different ways to stack Oakland too, which makes it fun uh, because you can use so many different positions. So I like the Oakland stack. I definitely will have an Oakland stack out there today. Like Kana, they're cheap. Like they're they're cheap. Like outside of paying up for like an Olsen, I don't have to pay up like for a Loriano um, or a Simeon in my stack. But – you know, I don't mind those guys, but like I think Loriano against a righty will bat further down in the lineup, so I don't have to have him in there. So, um, all right, let's play the morning grind game and then we'll get out of here for this Monday. Um, give me a guy under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. I'm gonna go with Pablo Lopez. All right. I mean, maybe not the highest upside guy, but I think he's probably the best bet to do that. I mean, unless you want to go with Lopez, he's probably has the highest upside for strikeouts, but I'm gonna go with the other Lopez, Pablo. Yeah, I'm going to actually take Renardo. Like I said, like if I was mass multi-entering, which I know I'm not because I have to go to a press feeding class today. <laughs> um, yeah, that's happening. So, like, I know I'm not, like, running out 150 teams today. If I was, like, I would have exposure to Renardo Lopez, you know, especially with the options that are down there. So, I do think he has an opportunity to get six or more strikeouts. He's weird, man. You can't trust the stats on him. Like, it's yeah. either pitching – he reminds me a lot of Michael Pineda. When Pineda is on, he's really, really good. When Pineda's off, he's really, really bad. And, like, they are very similar to me in, in my head anyway. Um, That's a good point. Over 8K to score 15 or less. Uh, I'm going to go with Robbie Ray. You said over 8K, right? Yep. Yeah, Robbie Ray. I think that's probably the, the call to go with, uh, especially I think it's a good leverage play to, to assume that he's going to go 15 or less. All right, I'm going to take Cole Hamels. Um, he's been my go-to for this just almost every time he takes the hill. Even in cold weather with the wind blowing in, I'm still taking Hamels to go under 15 today. Um, over 4K to hit a home run, can't use Coors Field. Uh, I'm going to go with Eddie Rosario. I like that one. Uh, I'm going to stay in that game too. Um, I'm going to say Kepler. Play the double Minnesota bats. I think those guys, those price ranges are really good on those guys too. Um, not in Coors, under 4K to get two hits. Um, if he makes the lineup, I'm not sure if he's gonna, but you know, he's returning from a pretty lengthy absence, but Jed Lowry, if he makes the lineup, oh, you said no cores. I cheated. Darn. Yeah. No uh, cores, man. Uh, I'm going to go uh, with jerks and profile then. You know, I, I love jerks and profile. I'm always a big profile guy. So. Yeah. I'm going to go with an Oakland bat as well. I'm going to take Seth Brown. Seth Brown fan. I don't know why. He made me a bunch of money when he got first called up, and he's yet to hit a home run, so I'm going to keep playing him. Yeah, those guys find the best place in your heart, the ones that make you money. 
Yeah, that's, that's right. Can I get his rookie card? Like <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Give me a stack to score six or more runs today. Um, I'm going to go with the Twins. You know, I think that's probably a popular one or a decently popular one, but I just think I, I really like them a lot today. All right. I'm going to continue my Oakland love against Sparkman. Um, I'm going to take Oakland because we're not going to take cores and you took the next best one outside of cores. So I'm going to take Oakland. Um, any final thoughts on the slate before we get out of here? Uh, no, I, I forgot to mention him, but I kind of cheated when I said Judd Lauer. If he makes the lineup, I really like him. He, you know, he's one of the better hitters in the league last year and he's returning. So keep an eye out for him. Yeah. And like, I, I think that I don't see a reason that he wouldn't play. Um, so yeah. Who knows? We'll see. Anyway, that's going to wrap it up for the Monday edition of the Morning Grind. I hope everyone enjoyed the podcast. Um, We'll see you guys tomorrow talking some more baseball. Good luck, and we'll see you then.